Welcome to SocialCast, your go-to place to learn about marketing, the latest social media news and insights. Brought to you by Social Bakers. Hi everyone, welcome to the next podcast episode. Today, we speak to Aaron Gomez. Aaron is the VP and Head of Strategy at VaynerMedia, the agency founded by Gary Vaynerchuk, the agency that's also a close partner through Social Bakers. We speak to Aaron about how they're guiding their clients through this crisis. We speak about the kind of strategy you really need to weather this. And we also try to imagine what will our marketing look like after this is over. Without further ado, let's hear it from Aaron himself. Hi, Aaron. Uh, thanks so much for joining the podcast. It's really good to have you on. Uh, I hope you're doing well. How are you holding up? I'm doing fine. I'm, I'm doing okay. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's a great uh, pleasure to be here uh, to talk to you, uh, especially the, like we were just talking about the time zones, you know, so it's quite interesting to see light on two sides of the world. So, but, but yeah, I'm doing fine. Uh, in Singapore, it's been a little bit of uh, the latest update from yesterday was we're going to extend the, the, you know, the, the kind of the quarantine uh, mm-hmm. to about, about another month. So a lot of people are bummed out about it, you know. We kind of got used to it for the last month. And uh, what's the pace like at uh, VaynerMedia right now? Uh, I imagine, you know, your clients have tons of questions as well. And uh, you're also struggling with probably moving all your uh, operations uh, remotely like everyone else. Uh, what have been uh, your day to what is your day to day like currently? Wow. Um, well, well it, it starts off uh, very early. <laughs> I think basically, I mean, if you're looking at it in terms of when we start work and when we end work, so yeah, it starts off pretty early. Uh, we have a lot of stand-ups in the morning. I think one thing we we learned that is we need to manage our time better because uh, you know our, our meetings are getting shorter. We try to to make it as short as possible. Quick stand-ups, check-ins, quick check-ins with the teams. I think one of the biggest uh, concerns that we have is we want to make people feel like. Uh, uh, the office is around, there's people around you, you know, there's people interacting, there's people socializing. Uh, I think that was the biggest kind of hurdle or challenge, but we've overcome it in the, in you know, in, in recent weeks. Uh, things are working very well right now, I, even with our clients. Uh, the clients are getting also used to uh, the, you know, the impact of, of reviewing work, uh, you know, like having discussions and negotiations over, over screen, over Zoom. Uh, Microsoft meetings, for example. But yeah, we're we kind of getting used to the fact. I think in the past, you know, people did talk about working from home, uh, you know, the digital nomad, but no one really knew how it would impact our lives. I guess this situation really showed us that uh, we have to get better at doing other stuff as well. <laughs> yeah, and I guess you are some weeks uh, ahead of us uh, in this uh, entire messy situation. And we kind of want to use you maybe a little bit as our, our crystal ball here. So how are the market trends kind of changing there? Are you, is there kind of a light at the end of the tunnel that you're seeing there? Is there a glimmer of hope for the rest of us? Well, I think in, with regards to, to uh, well, if you look at it in, in aspects of the business, the the world of, of what we, where we live in, um, there's definitely a light at the end of the tunnel. I think... Uh, one of the one of the things we have to learn that you know, in these kind of situations uh, where there's kind of uh, a bit of a slight area of concern about you know how much work is there left out there in the market and stuff, you also have to understand that you know a lot of the work that kind of already piped in and built in 
does actually run on its own. The digital space is a huge aspect of how you you move your conversation, you move your business, uh, and you kind of transform a little bit of what you're doing today to kind of fit how consumers or make yourself relevant to consumers. So I think it just would make brands get better at doing different things. Mm-hmm. In the past, we've always been used to doing campaigns uh, in, in a structured manner, right? And we always had this luxury of knowing that um, the, the commerce or the economy or the people where people are spending time and spending their money would never change. Um, nowadays, I think uh, that there will be a look into like how do I kind of move or transform my digital transformation needs uh, or scale it a lot faster. So for the industry, it's fantastic. I think it's just, you know, it kind of forces people to want to try new things, uh, move into a different direction. I think for naysayers in the past, people who've been spending a little bit more money um, in traditional uh, means might actually mm-hmm. relook at the strategies today. So there is definitely a light in the internal. When it comes from a perspective of the economy, uh, I can't say the same because I think this this pandemic is uh, is very unique. You know, it's it's got a very soft touch, but yet it's got a very deep cut, right? In terms of how we live yeah. our lives. So so it's hard for me to see from that perspective. Yeah, and how you're them forecasting. So I'm I'm sure your clients kind of turn to you. And they all want to know, like, look, uh, what should we be preparing, you know, for the next quarter? What about are we going to be kicking off towards the end of year? When when can we resume? Uh, how are you planning for that? I mean, end of year campaigns are huge for businesses. True, true. I mean, well, one good thing or positive on our side here for the Vayner Media office in Singapore is most of the clients that we have are not very much impacted by this yet. I think the current state, you know, a lot of the campaigns are still running out. We're still executing, uh, work is still getting uh, moved forward. Uh, so we we don't foresee any of the challenges yet. And I think uh, Singapore is an economy. You would see, you definitely see the government put a lot more stringent um, uh, kind of uh, efforts into um, recovering or getting the economy started again. We, I think that's very important for the country. Uh, and I think a lot of the Singaporeans uh, actually uh, geared up and, and, and working together with the government to kind of get over this. Uh, I would foresee, you know, I foresee that we would be uh, getting back to normal uh, kind of state in terms of how we work with our clients, I would say probably mid-year. Um, but I wouldn't say that everything is going to change immediately, but work and campaigns are still going to be you know, carried out. So this is the forecast that I think would happen in the current environment in Singapore. Got it. Um, what about your thoughts on how we sort of reacted to, to this crisis? So obviously the the instinct, the immediate instinct was for, for all of us to stop marketing. Like that was just a, across the board, across industries, a lot of businesses have done that, but surely this this cannot be the way forward for most businesses. And, and or, or maybe it can be, maybe you just stay quiet and put through this period. Um, yeah. But what are you seeing from your, your the responses from your clients? How, do, how are they different and what themes do you see emerge one of the themes uh, that comes out very strongly and aligns very well with Wiener Media is uh, agility. I think uh, one of the big, uh, this is very common with a lot of the clients. We see this across even from, even when I talk with my friends from other agencies and whatnot, the biggest challenge that they have is uh, scaling fast, uh, getting back, uh, you know, moving, moving faster, converting, changing. I think in the past, a lot of the, the work, a lot of agencies have a lot of uh, processes, a lot of um, redundant kind of uh, 
working kind of uh, frameworks, right? That actually extends the period of how work comes out. It does kind of transform, or it just kind of translates into uh, getting a campaign well and ready to execute, but it does take a lot of time. In our case, I think we worked really well uh, in, in, in the case of moving at a pace of speed. Our head of office, uh, Avery, has just written an article recently in Marketing Interactive talking about how we actually use agile performance to our advantage. Uh, and this is what the clients really value today. They want to work with a partner that can execute fast, uh, you know, uh, convert, move forward, because a lot of the ideas that we are coming up today is not only from the agency, the clients are also challenged. Mm-hmm. They are also trying to figure out how do we get past this. So there's a lot of brainstorming, uh, as we call it sometimes, you know, brain farting. But, uh, you know, a lot of us going to come in and share ideas uh, and, and and see how we move forward. So the relationship with our clients has become very much of, uh, if you see, you know, currently you have like um, in-house agencies, right? We feel like we're part of the client's lives. So so that kind of helps if if you can transform and move in that direction with clients, that does work well. Yeah, I was, I was thinking about this as well, that in terms of, in-house agency versus a, um, you know, an external agency. Essentially, now it's just people on a Zoom screen. You know, essentially, it it doesn't really matter. That that uh, benefit of having them in-house, you know, someone that you can walk to has uh, evaporated. And I think trust is big, big now. Uh, confidence and trust, because people need to know that. I mean, in the past, we have that physical element of knowing. Mm-hmm. You know, seeing the body language, feeling that yes, you know. Nowadays, you're talking over a screen. You know, there's a lot of you're putting a lot of faith in in people's points of views, presentations, the hope that this is going to work, right? Uh, so I guess trust and confidence also in, improve. So this is what we they're looking for. And if you can if you can move in that tangent, that direction, uh, that is there's a good there's a good kind of um, there's good possibility that you would see much more traction with clients in terms of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you mentioned um, agility. And uh, one thing that we really had to be agile about is uh, how we adapt to a lot of the technology right now. And and there's a lot of digital technology that kind of has been fast-tracked in some sense during this crisis. And many businesses tried to, you know, if they didn't have an e-commerce uh, site available, they rushed to get it out there. Uh, there's, of course, things like VR, AR, where we're trying to get into people's homes essentially any way we can. And mm-hmm. um, obviously, digital marketing has been fast-tracked as well in some sense. And you got you guys are essentially a kind of a you know full-scale digital agency. And and uh, have you seen more demand for digital marketing right now? And especially, you know, such marketing that requires new technologies, new skill sets. Well, I mean, on the better, actually, we, we do we do focus a lot of work on content and digital marketing, but we also go, we are kind of full service creative agency as well. Mm. Uh, but, but on the content, on the on a point of, uh, trans, you know, like uh, catering for uh, new kinds of um, solutions in, with regards to technology today, um, <clears throat> I think one of the, you're, you're right. So taking the example of everyone now also open an e-commerce store, right? Running around and saying, you know, how do I get my, my, my goods up? Um, I think we, we don't see a lot of that. I think a lot more people, a lot more clients are starting to ask us about how do I, how do I get, um, how do I grab attention from the consumer at home, right? And uh, a lot of it is coming through content. A lot of it's coming through uh, how we kind of uh, talk to consumers in different ways. 
So in the past, you see a lot of advertising go out on social media, on digital, but now they're starting to learn, like, how do I do TikTok videos? How do I do videos? You know, how do I do Insta, Instagram videos or Instagram kind of uh, GIFs and memes, right? How, how can we kind of connect with, with our audience in a different way that will enlighten their day, you know, now that they're home most of the time? Um, so yeah, I think that has seen a, a huge lift in terms of um, uh, ideas and, and um, ways to kind of penetrate that daily mundane move of, of uh, the consumer. Content is, is definitely something. Content in social spaces is definitely something that's mm. being a big ask. Yeah. Yeah, and at the same time, I think many of us have realized that we actually don't need a huge budget to create amazing content. We're actually able to do it from the comfort of our living rooms, essentially. Yeah. I, and even like uh, marketing practitioners, um, advertising consultants, specialists, creative specialists. I think if you go on LinkedIn today, you see many people are trying to stay relevant by, by doing content, by, by coming up with ways to promote their companies, what they do for people. Uh, you'll see a huge lift in people trying to address the SME and the SMB market now, mm -hmm. uh, especially this period. So you will see more agencies trying to target smaller businesses, smaller companies to kind of help get them on this direction because uh, they're probably the ones that need the most help today. Uh, you can see a lot of, a lot of, even a lot of my friends are actually doing initiatives in Malaysia and Singapore to try and help the smaller businesses. Uh, so I guess this is an area where you see um, you know, the whole value of, of the human nature, right, in terms of how we want to stay, you know, the social aspect coming together, banding together. Uh, that's, so that's a big, that's a big draw for, for brands, smaller brands and, and, and bigger brands today as well in terms of content. Yeah. And um, if you had to kind of, uh, you know, project far into the future, so if you look at uh, the our marketing before coronavirus and our marketing in the post, coronavirus world how do you see those two being uh, different wow uh, <laughs> well i think the marketing what one of the big things and and i was talking to a couple of friends of mine recently about this point and we all were talking about you know we actually look back and you know we used to joke about this kind of stuff but now we actually talk and we were quite serious about this and we said nothing is going to be the same again nothing mm. will be the same again and and if you take that that little anecdote that we had, right? Um, you bring it back to the question you have. I think uh, in terms of marketing, many more people are going to have to learn how to sell on the screen. Many more people are going to learn how to use a screen. I mean, this screen <laughs> uh, as, as a means of business, I think this is going to change the way we market. Uh, you're going to see a big change in supply chain. You're going to see a huge change in the supply chain in terms of how they're going to market themselves. So supply chains, uh, businesses have always been in the background, right? With this case right now, they would see a possibility of actually moving in the foreground, advertising their services mm. direct to consumer. So supply chain using humans to deliver, humans to carry, is going to be a huge uh, area of uh, transformation. If, not, if people are not talking about it now already, it should be. So marketing in that sense, you won't see a product being sold in a supermarket or maybe on an online store, you might see a product being delivered or sold through people, uh, through you know, through neighborhoods, you know, through mm. through houses. You know, you this is something that might change the way we buy things. I think these two areas are going to be the biggest change 
um, in terms of marketing communications through screens uh, uh, and uh, the supply chain, content is definitely going to be something different. If you look at a lot of the stars today, I think you know a lot of people are asking questions. You know, are influencers really relevant now? Right? Are they really helping? Are, are celebrities really helping? I mean, we see a lot of them doing fun stuff on, on social media uh, to entertain people at home, but it's also to kind of make sure that they stay relevant. A lot of these people who relied on star power in the past, likes, uh, comments, are starting to lose that relevance because people are going into survival mode. And hence, you know, if, if you look at that, content is definitely going to change. People are going to start creating content that's more meaningful. Uh, there's going to be a lot more value creation for their audience and fans. And it's not just going to be about individual. I think that that is definitely going to be something that will change. Yeah, I hope that uh, at least we use this time to take away some key lessons. And, and luckily, if this is going to be a short period, I guess we, we still get to glimpse into the kind of world that maybe we do desire as marketers and kind of, you know, we'll, we'll be able to sift the bad practices from the past and the good ones, you know, that we need to continue with. And any other lessons you think that we should, uh, you, you wish that we take away from this after we, we emerge into probably not the, not the world that we, we had before, but something new. Uh, definitely. And I think this has got a very, very strong, uh, kind of uh, vein to the current company I'm working in, VaynerMedia. Uh, the one thing that definitely is something a lesson that we want to have to learn is the value of people is something that is is really kind of underrated today. Uh, if you look at how, um, for example, uh, national healthcare systems are being bombarded, uh, and it's people that are actually doing the work. Um, I think even in companies, you know, you you know, people don't talk about it. But you have people who are delivering food. You have people who are doing many things in the whole ecosystem, the marketing ecosystem, that would require a lot more value appreciation. And I think this is something that we in Better Media do really well for, uh, for the brands that we work with, also for the people that are in the company. Uh, and I think value appreciation is something that's going to be a big lesson for us now and for us to kind of review and look forward, you know, look into the future. Yeah, and especially you know, the building up a loyal customer base that, uh, you know, will stick through any kind of crisis really with you so that your your brand is perhaps more than than just the products uh, it sells, but but it's something more to people. Right? Correct. And, you know, like, it's just so, it's just so funny. We've talked about this value, right? Uh, and you look at in Singapore, I can, I can, you know, when I look at brands and what brands that really matter to people in Singapore, there are brands that, you know, for example, brands that stayed, has been, like we're talking about international brands. These are brands that stayed here and immersed themselves into the culture of, of Singaporeans. Mm. Uh, they, and it's not because they have a huge celebrity or they have a, 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 a huge kind of a, a, a draw from people around the world. It's basically very simple. It solves people's problems, right? So I think the point you're saying, loyalty, right? And if you can actually solve people's problems and show value for what they're going through, I think that's a big step in how a lot of international brands mm. here in Singapore uh, pave that way. You know, you, I can give you two good examples. Sadly, one of them has just been told to shut down uh, uh, because of the, the whole quarantine. So McDonald's is shut down in Singapore. 
uh, uh, I think until after the quarantine is over. Uh, that has changed a lot of, of conversations around today. A lot of people start to show appreciation because when you don't have something, you realize what you miss, right? Mm. Uh, and the second one is IKEA. So IKEA is a huge brand here that that kind of uh, has a, a strong tie to to what it does for Singaporeans because the big problem we have here is space. Uh, we all stay right. in you know, like apartments and stuff. So having a brand like IKEA help you make your little space beautiful is a huge way to solve your problem. And that's a big thing for Singaporeans, right? So what you say is, is correct. You know, the, if you drive loyalty and show appreciation for consumers and to kind of relate to them and what they're going through right now, is a big way to kind of score, you know, in terms of how your brand is perceived. Can you maybe share where we can follow what you're doing and VaynerMedia is doing and where we can get some advice from you? Well, I think one of the ways is, I mean, you can actually follow me on LinkedIn. Uh, I am actually, I do post up stuff from time to time on LinkedIn. I do share, I do look, I share a lot of work that within my within my network of friends. Uh, I think VaynerMedia is, is is a brand name that, that goes beyond. I mean, you guys can check us out uh, uh, online, do a search, you will find it. If you look at, just look for our owner, Gary Vaynerchuk, right? Uh, it's a huge personality, fantastic person. Um, I think if you, if you look into the, the crux of, of what we do, not just what I do, but what the agency does, uh, you'd realize that, you know, it's it's got a strong reflection of what our, our, our owner is as well. So you will see that connection coming through really strong. So yeah, that's that's how you can find us. Some of the work that you see us do, I think you see us in, in, in like marketing interactive, you know, we do some, some work recently. We just started about a year and a half back. So we're pretty fairly new in Singapore. Uh, in in total, we have about offices in New York, in LA, in uh, London, in Singapore. We've got small offices in the US as well. But uh, but this is how we we are. It's a very small group. We don't have a holding company. We don't intend to be under a holding company. Uh, so that's kind of we're like a family. It's very different. Well, thank you for your time, Aaron. Really appreciate it. And I hope we get to speak to you again after you know we're past this when we're through this. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for having me here today.